win or lose at the skull purple podcast we are here to analyze the game answer your questions cry with you or celebrate together it's the fan express line presented by the skull purple podcast and it starts now Welcome, welcome to the Skull Purple Podcast as uh, finally get to play that video. The Vikings get a win at uh, U.S. Bank Stadium East, may I say? Um, <laughs> That's right. it's what it felt like on banks. TV. <laughs> so uh, Carson, Mike, and Tony are here for this postcast uh, fan express line, as we like to call it. Uh, where we give our or express our takes from the game, give our thoughts, all that good stuff. So appreciate you tuning in and looking forward to talking about this game that uh, even though it kind of felt like, uh, <laughs> yay, um, <laughs> kind of stealing some of Tony's thunder, but a win <laughs> is a win. Um, a win is a win. And I felt like we said that 13 times last year, um, which we probably did, <laughs> but Hey, a win's better than a loss, right? Or is it if you're trying to tank for, or a collapse for Caleb, but, uh, we'll, we'll accept it for now, I guess. <laughs> um, I think, but I think for me, ahead, it's, it's not, and I saw a lot of this on Twitter X today. Uh, you know, people saying, well, you know, all these people wishing we were tanking or blah, 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 blah. Look, I don't know a lot of people that are actively cheering for this team to lose. I mean, I'm sure there are. I mean, you weren't in my living room today, were you? <laughs> I mean, there's, there's always some weirdo out there that's, but I, you know, I think the difference for me is I am more weirdo. accepting. I'm the weirdo. I'm more. Of I'm the problem. It's me, as Taylor Swift would say. <laughs> well, maybe Carson is rooting for a loss, but <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not gonna ever actively root for a loss, generally speaking. Uh, but I can be more at peace with a loss, and I think that's kind of where I've I've been. Is that uh, I want them to win. You know, I, of course, I want this team to win every single week. Um, I'm not gonna actively cheer for them to lose, but if they end up having a, you know a really rough season. I'm not going to like it, but I also have the, I guess, uh, future enough looking to go, you know, like I, I, I get how it could help the team in the long run, but I'm not, I'm not going to cheer for that. I, I would rather have us win every, every week. So, so yay, way to, way to not lose Vikings. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what are your overall takeaways, uh, initial thoughts here from uh, Vikings 21 to 13 win over Carolina? Well, I don't think anybody really wants a team to tank. You want you want your team to get a better uh draft pick and if we're not any good, you know, what's the season for? But you're still showing up every Sunday. You're still cooking the meals. You're still enjoying the buildup and all of that. So you always want your team to be winning. Even if they're three and 10, you still hope you show up and do all that and invest that emotion into your team that you do all year long. You still want to see them. So you can talk crap for at least a week. You know, you get at least one week. Hopefully there's a few people, you know, who are Panthers fans this week that you can kind of rub it in their face a little bit. Uh, that's why you show up and it's not always about, are we going to win the Super Bowl? Um, we're probably not, but you still show up with the hope and the, the still, belief he's got that, that little, can't. little bit of optimism in there. We're always. probably not, we're always. Probably not. <laughs> but it happens, right? Uh, stranger things happen than this. So, 
right. And you know, our offense Netflix. <laughs> offense didn't look great. We know that's Sorry, the best Dad. part of our uh, our team. And so defense shows up today and you can kind of get a taste of what we can do. Um and if the offense is right there behind them, then this looks a lot uh, like a much different game as it should have. But we saw improvements where we need to see improvements. We know our offense is better than that. So hopefully we can stop saying that. Uh, but it, it was overall a, a good win. I mean, it, the NFL is a tough, tough game. They don't want to go to 0 and 4 either, no matter, you know no matter what. So they're playing the best they can. They're bringing the fire just as much as we are. So it's going to be a close game. And we overcame a lot of obstacles. This one, we, we, the first half looked like it was the same exact downturn. The We're going to move the ball, get rid of the ball, give it back. We're going to uh, create penalties when it, it's most important not to. And it just felt the same second half. We we came in with a little bit of fire after that first Panthers drive, though. They were doing the same thing uh, teams have done to us all year long, which is just get four or five yards and convert the third down and go. They spend eight minutes walking down the field. And luckily, we were able to create that turnover and turn it because they were doing the same thing to us. And I think that uh, had a p- huge factor in the second half. Just that momentum shift. It's very real. It's not just a thing people talk about. And this is a momentum over yep. the course of a few games. It's not just momentum within that game. We had something go our way and turn in our direction. I think that flipped the whole feel of that game and future games, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yep. Agreed. I, uh, I like that you said that about momentum because there are some people that don't believe momentum exists. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> just shut up you know that that's not true uh momentum exists in this game uh it exists in sports in general like don't tell me oh uh no momentum doesn't exist it exists okay um you're either you waiting got, uh, for something bad to happen or you expect good things to happen that's momentum. right right well and also i want to quickly speak on the uh turnover luck and then we'll get to rc on hoops here in a moment, but uh, the turnover luck thing, like that is a, that is a myth. You create your own luck with turnovers. Like now, I will say where the ball bounces on fumbles, maybe that part of it is more luck. That part maybe is more luck, but the actual losing the football, the actual throwing of the interception, um, that's not luck. I'm sorry, it's not luck. Your quarterback threw the interception. Your running back fumbled the football. Whoever fumbled the football, whatever. You know, it's just like the people that that come up with that stuff. It's like, no, like that's anyways, uh, I'll get off my soapbox and uh, let's get to uh, let's get to RC on hoops. What's good, y'all? Finally, the Vikings have scratched. <laughs> uh, they scratched the Panthers where it counts, I guess. Right. And uh my dad, in uh, full preparation to lose, as I think most of us were, um, as Vikings fans. Getting the whiskey uh, out. <laughs> <laughs> Before I die, you know, getting that beer out, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, the viral Instagram video that's been going around, but uh, that was the tongue-in-cheek tweet that I had at uh, maybe midway through uh or maybe the first part of the third quarter and i said i'm about this close to grabbing some kitchen knives and making an instagram video in a bikini so (laughs) yeah you guys probably noticed i shut down after like the second i i stopped paying attention to anything i was just like don't get too mad go make some coffee I stopped responding to text. <laughs> that's that's my mo. Just so you guys know, uh, humor is my defense uh, mechanism. So I just me too. Insane Britney Spears there for just a moment. That's right. I am also a uh, humorous defense. Me- yeah, whatever you said. <laughs> um, I don't usually talk for a living so just in case anybody's wondering um i actually do but anyways um uh, <laughs> we're so much better than the bears and the Bengals. i don't know if we're really that much better than anybody because carolina is about as bad as they get uh right now in the nfl i think 
Like, I don't think they're a good football team. Um, we're better than the Bears. Yeah, probably. But we could probably still lose to the Bears if we turn the ball over like we did today. Um, what was so, the final on the Bears game today? They were they were taking uh, it to Denver last time I looked. It was tied, actually, last. Of course it was. It was tied at 28 because the Bears are the Bears. So, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, but Russell Wilson's on the Broncos, so. That's right. And it balances out. Who knows what's going to happen? That's right. Let's well, see. Got to break out was... that danger. Which... <laughs> the Broncos won 31 to 28. Hey. hey. <laughs> we are better than the Bears. <laughs> That's true. And we're as good as the Broncos. So there you go. Yeah. And the Bengals, apparently. Yeah, that was brutal. Hey, we have a cheaper quarterback. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in, in, in Cincinnati. Uh, oh, we got Mike lost your camera, Mike. Oh, you still great. with us? Can you hear me? <laughs> we can. Yeah, we're, okay. we can still hear you. Yeah. Well, All right. Um, but anyways, there he is. Um, so let's talk a little bit about this uh, game. Let's start with the first half. Uh, I think it was a tale of two halves again for the Vikings. It seems like that's been the case in the Kevin O'Connell era and I think we do have to eventually have this discussion of like, why can't the Vikings put together a full game under Kevin O'Connell? Because they haven't. They really have not put together a full game under KOC. Now, am I saying, oh, that means they need to fire him and get rid of him and all this stuff? No, I'm not going that far. I'm just saying there needs to be a little self-reflection, I think, of your KOC saying, okay, why can't we put together a full game? Well, obviously, turnover is a huge part of it this season, but last year they didn't turn the ball over a ton. So um, that's a question I'm interested in asking you guys from that first half. Uh, we'll start with Mike. What were your thoughts from the first half, and why can't we put together a full game here? JJ Vikings, by the way, quickly uh, chiming in. Skull Vikings, love y'all. Skull to the bull. He's right. feeling it. Appreciate y'all. Right. Thanks for chiming in, JJ. Right appreciate it. Um, um, yeah, we're excited to we're excited to hopefully maybe see the Vikings improve it more. But anyways, my, Mike, first half first half was rough all the way around. I think it was uh, it was hands in your head, head in your hands, cut type of play every around every corner. Um. And I think the with the KOC, it's it's almost feels like that situation where the head coach, who's also the offense coordinator or play caller, needs to give up the play calling duties because too many times they're waiting for the call and we're getting out of the huddle with 12 seconds to go. And that just throws not just that play out of whack, the next one, because now you're like, oh, I, I need to get one in quick so that doesn't happen again or whatever it is there's a lot of thinking that goes on as a head coach. And when you're calling plays and it's going crazy, it's not, it's not smooth for us. It's not a rhythm. There is no rhythm. So it's all he's thinking about every single play call. It, it, it isn't, it isn't like it should be a, a offense coordinator is thinking plays ahead, you know, and I don't think you can do that effective as effectively when you're a head coach, especially a young one, second year, he needs to just focus on the players, have another guy call the plays for him, focus on those things, and he focuses on the little details. And uh, maybe eventually you can go back to calling plays once you figure out how to be a head coach on the sideline because it's not just hanging out. You know, there's, there's head coaches that don't call any plays, but they're the most important uh, person on that sideline still. Um, so I think it's a lot of that. I think it's – the, he should give up those play calling duties and we're just not we're pl calling plays we're not calling series of plays and it's just herky jerky all the way around uh and the yeah the we we changed it in the second half but first half was rough yeah tony yeah i don't disagree with any of your takes there i think that it, the biggest thing for me and this goes back to what we talked about, I mean, really week one, week two, last week, right? Uh, it, it, there's an undisciplined nature to this team right now that I can't seem to shake. And I don't know 
If it's yep. all falling on KOC, I don't want to say that it does, but it just felt like or feels like uh, that this team just doesn't have a solid grasp on how to play clean football. Um, you know, and, and the two interceptions by um, Kirk, you know, the one where it got popped up, you know, that's kind of a weird one. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, O-line probably should have played a bit better, um, you know, pocket awareness, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, those types of things happen. The first one was bad. I mean, the first one was was a bad throw. It was a bad throw. It was a bad read of the defense. It was no matter how you shake it. I mean, and look, every quarterback, for the most part, is going to have those every once in a while. But it's just when you add up everything over the last three weeks into this week, I just don't know what's going on. And I don't know if it's everybody's kind of got it. Honestly, this is probably the best way I can describe it. It feels like everybody on this team, for the most part, minus maybe this inexperienced defense, um, kind of has the yips. It kind of feels like the offense has the yips a little bit. Where, you know, and, and that's like top down. Like Kevin O'Connell seems like he's got the yips. Cousins seems like he has the yips. Uh, probably about the only guy that doesn't kind of is Jefferson. But, I mean, even then, like, I feel like, I don't know, you know, the weird fumble out of the end zone. It's just, it, it's all just feels off. So um, I agree with Mike. He didn't necessarily say it just now, but at the beginning, like that's been the most frustrating part of the season so far is we went into the season saying the offense isn't the problem. The offense is going to be fine. It's really the defense that we got to worry about. So far, this inexperienced defense, while not amazing, has kind of been at least somewhat consistent in what they do well and don't do well. Um, the offense, I just don't know. I don't know who we are week to week. This week, the run game looked a bit better. I'm sure we'll touch on that, but my goodness. Um, we'll just keep going one week at a time. Uh, obviously, we'll get there, but a uh, big matchup coming this next week. So uh, at least we're back at home. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Yep. Um, as you look through the uh, statistics here, as I just tried to get those done, uh, put those at the bottom of the screen here for our video listeners. Um, and uh, before we get into the running game, I want to talk about the running game. But uh, my dad basically saying the same thing that Mike was saying about having someone mm. take over. And I'm guessing you were meaning Wes Phillips as well. Mike, uh, to take right, over the yeah. offensive coordinator duties because, or the play calling duties, I should say. Um, and cause I don't know who else would, I mean, maybe the quarterback coach, but doubtful it'd be, it'd be Wes Phillips. So, um, but here's the thing, guys, those two interceptions, that was not play calling. That was, and, and those were, that's probably at least 10 points that came off the board with those two, two penalties right there are those two turnovers by cousins. So, you're talking about a 31 to 13 game, maybe then, um, or even 31 to six, maybe because the Panthers' offense didn't score a touchdown without that pick six. This game's completely different. Um, so, anyways, um, what, what did you, you guys? Can I can I ask you guys one yeah, thing? Go ahead. Sorry, I just thought about this because this is something that ran through my head. I'm it just popped in my head again. Um, so going back to the West Phillips O'Connell thing. I've never been a big fan of especially offensive coordinators calling plays um, from the field. I always feel like having that more bird's eye view from the booth would offer so much more, I don't know, clarity on what you can see and not see. Because uh, I don't I mean, if you've, if you've ever been on a football field, which I know all of us have in some capacity, uh, it's not easy to see. I mean, these guys are massive. Uh, so having that elevated view to look down on the field, I just have always been a big, less of a fan of the field calling or calling plays from the field uh, versus calling plays from the booth. I'd love to get, I know it's, we're kind of rambling, but uh, I'd love to get both of your takes on that because I think that would be the benefit of maybe having Phillips, if not call plays, but at least just, I don't know, uh, maybe have a bit more of a, uh, again, a clear view of the field. Yeah, I think that's part of 
the issue. You're still relying on Wes Phillips to give you information down there at the field. Whoever's up there is relaying information down to O'Connell. And that's causing delays, I believe, and indecision. He's thinking of a play to run, and then Phillips chimes in and says, hey, look, they're running cover two during this. And now he's thinking, should I run a different play? Play goes in 15 seconds later than it should. Uh, Kirk doesn't have the time to get up there, make any changes, read the defense. He just pretty much has to get up and go. Uh, You're still relying on that person up there in the booth. So if you trust him, maybe they don't trust him to call it, but he's been, you know, they've been buddies for a while, right? They've been working together for a little bit. Uh, If you don't trust him to call the plays, then he probably shouldn't even be there. What do you need the offense coordinator for? Uh, Well, obviously more than that. But, yeah, I think – I, I like it a lot. Like you said, there's so much more you can see from up there than you can from the field. And that's why you always have a guy up there. But instead of relaying it down to the field, just have that guy up there where he doesn't have to relay it to anybody. He just makes the, the, the call. Yeah, not playing the telephone game. Correct. Well, um, I don't know if you'd have to play the telephone game. You probably can just get it from your headphones, your uh, your headset. But, um, no, but no, they need to, uh, it needs to be via a Motorola razor. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the blue tent's for when there's no injuries. It's uh, it's a phone booth. <laughs> That's right. It's a phone booth. It needs to be a rotary phone. <laughs> phone Dang booth. it! <laughs> funny, funny. Um, but no, I I think anything that they could gain from being upstairs is being relayed to them. Um, that's my, that's my take. Maybe not. I'm not there. It's time Either to relay, doesn't it? That's a few seconds. It does, at but least. maybe there's a back and forth at that point. Uh, yeah. I see yeah. too often. We're getting out of the huddle late for an NFL team to be confused going to the line or, uh hurrying you can tell they're waiting for the call we haven't got the call and you look down and there's 15 seconds on the play clock and then they're just hurrying to the you know that's not how you operate an offense and i don't think it's because of um lack of effort or undisciplined at times it probably appears that way tony you've mentioned they look and undisciplined but i think at times they just don't have any direction to go off of when they're so they're expecting direction there's times where you need to go and run those plays, not knowing anything from the sideline. But the expectation during that time is you wait for the play call to come to you, call in the huddle, and then run. Well, that play call is just getting in there too late. And it's not every time, but a handful of times, a half is too many. And you don't see Tom Brady was that well, successful because they didn't have those things happening. It was here- well-oiled and, and dialed in, and we just don't have it. Here's what I'll say. I don't know how much of that happens during the actual drive. Like, oh, they're playing, you know, like it might be more of like, okay, you know, next drive we're going to do more of this because they're playing off or we're going to maybe take more deep shots because they're playing press, you know, different things like that. I don't know. Uh, Maybe some of it is happening within the play, um, but I don't know. I I just kind of think – uh, Kevin O'Connell's not getting into a groove play calling wise. Um, I still feel like there's a lack of identity. I think Tony mentioned that last week, lack of identity on offense, like Kirk cousins, as you saw the stats down here, like he threw for under 150 yards today. Um, like the first three weeks, he over, he was over 300 every week. So now we're back to the running game and I'm not saying you can't like mix it up and have, I mean, there are going to be games when you run the ball more. There are going to be games when you pass the ball more. But I think maybe it's kind of throwing O'Connell out of rhythm, uh, play calling wise, and also again execution. You know, great play call could be a great play call, and nope, didn't execute it. Um, again, I'm not going to try and be the Kevin O'Connell defender to death, but you know, I mean, I think there is something to be said about the quarterback. Uh, not being able to make the play or receivers not running the right route or not getting separation. Um, the running back, not picking the right hole, uh, the offensive lineman, not, um, not protecting, not, uh, creating the holes for the running back. So lots goes into it. Lots goes into it. Um, 
one pushback I have on it not being O'Connell or the offense on that pick, yes, that ball should have never been thrown, or if it was, it should have been immediately. And if you didn't see it immediately, it should have never been thrown. Yes. Yeah. Um, But when they motioned a third receiver over to that group, and then every one of their routes were in the same general area. So all the defenders are in the same general area. So if you watch that, that def- that defender carries off the first re- receiver through and then breaks on that under route because it was late. Well, if there isn't that many receivers in the area, the defenders can't do that. They have to be true to their position. And I just we motioned over more stuff in the way. And I didn't like it even prior to the like, what are we doing here? And then they all ran to that side of the end zone and either somebody ran the wrong route. Or just to me, poorly designed. You, as a receiver, you you know you're never supposed to have more than one in an area, right? Because you're just bringing the defense in, and we had three. Yeah, I I think Justin Jefferson was like he was starting out on that third that third of the field, and then he was going to cut inside, and it looked like he was going to have room. Obviously, this was after it, the ball was thrown, but um, I think. They were trying to, you know, kind of, I don't know, how do you want to say it? Kind of like the illusion of complexity, which we heard about coming in. You know, it's like, all right, well, they're, they got three wide receivers lined up to this side, so probably going to throw to this side. Oh, well, wait a minute. He's he's running in um, here. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't totally disagree with that. I didn't, based on the routes that we saw, wasn't a great – play call uh on that particular play and it did look um, like hawkinson would have been in there for a, a, a possible touchdown if you look at it after yeah. the ball's thrown he really did develop into the only open spot in that zone but mm-hmm. obviously it's too late to to see that but yep yep so yeah um but anyways um so yeah lots of lots of uh lack of execution uh, from the offense today, uh, Mike and I were talking before Tony got uh, got to our green room, so to speak. Uh, we were talking about how well the defense played today. The defense allowed six points. They allowed six points today because the pick six was the uh, Panthers defense. And so six total points the Vikings defense allowed. Yes, they gave up some yards, which we kind of knew would be the case but they played a lot of bend, don't break defense, and that was good enough to win today. And give credit, um, as you're seeing these stats scroll by, uh, Harrison Smith, three sacks today. And I think two two of them were on that final drive, or maybe all three of them were on that final drive. But um, just a monster performance from him. And uh, I see Gabe Henderson, who I met last week, by the way, uh, from the Vikings uh, Entertainment Network, he tweeted out, Marcus Davenport has made a huge difference for the Vikings defense today. And that is very true. Like, even when he wasn't necessarily getting the tackle or getting the sack, which he did have a sack today, um, he was he was causing havoc uh, in the backfield for Bryce Young, for the running backs. Um, so, again, uh, really nice to have him in there. Now, please, as I tweeted out on our Skull Purple podcast Twitter account, please, please, Marcus, stay healthy, please. Um, I know, I know, he's got a ton of control over that. So, <laughs> but, but no, if he can stay healthy, um, that that's huge for the defensive line that sorely, sorely needs another player other than Daniel Hunter to step up and make some plays, and he did that today. Well, the other here, here's the other thing, Carson. You and I, you, myself, and um, Drew, who we had on earlier this week <clears throat> for our uh, Panthers preview show. You know, I talked about how at the time it looked like Dalton was going to be the starter for Carolina uh, today. Obviously that changed. Uh, and then Bryce Young ended up being the starter. But at the time I said, it's probably a good thing for the Panthers that Dalton's going to be the starter. Not necessarily because I thought he would be some upgrade over uh, young it's just that we know how much uh <laughs> brian flores likes to bring the heat and how much pressure he's going to put on that rookie quarterback and uh, at times 
you know, Young was able to kind of slither through and make some plays. But we, we we really wore him down that second half. I mean, you could see it starting to take a toll um, and uh, and them coming from all different angles. And like I said, you know, that's I think that's been the weird thing about this year so far is that uh, when we've seen splashy plays, they're rarely coming from the offense this year. Um, I mean, I know we had the big like, you know, scoop and score. Um, so I'm not saying they're necessarily translating into touchdowns, but, you know, big sacks, big hits. It just feels like we're so used to the offense being kind of the highlight machine of this team. I mean, this year it's has been, I don't I mean, I don't want to say it's more the defense, but there hasn't been as many low lights on the defense. I can tell you that much. So, um, you know, take that for what it's worth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, the, Caleb uh, Evans, uh, before I let you go, Mike, uh, Caleb Evans, I'm still, Still not sold on him. Um, and Byron Murphy, Byron Murphy, after having two really pretty solid games, um, I don't know total what his grade will be from PFF, but that that hold on that Carolina drive uh, earlier in the game, that was brutal. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Anyways, go ahead, Mike. Uh, yeah, Marcus Davenport, I think, is a huge addition. Um Obviously, you're a little bit wary of him coming in and expecting him to play a pivotal part in the defense, but because of his history, he had zero sacks last year or whatever, and um, and he's kind, of, you know, and the media's got him looking like a bad guy, a villain because of you know some of his comments because he's just tired of hearing about his health, you know, so he's probably just you know annoyed. But I know he's an incredible athlete watching him at uh, – where, where was he, Saints? Yeah, Saints. Yeah. Um, and he looked, to be honest, lighter and more explosive today than I've ever seen him. Prior to this, he, he would be – he would look more like a, a stereotypical defensive end, but you could see the outside linebacker in him today. And he played really well, and I think that energized the rest of the defensive line too. They started off rough getting their nose kicked in again and again. And it looked like they drew a line in the sand and said, we, we're we not going to get ran over uh, by Chuba Hubbard and a 5'9 <laughs> quarterback. We have to put a stop to this. This is our season. And I think that's where Harrison Smith came in and he said, I'm going to do what I do. Uh, you play this, I'm going to do what I do, and I'm going to take these. I know some of those blitzes were not planned for him. That's typical – he sees it and he's going to go for it because he knows, some, you know, nobody's going to come into my zone anyways. Most likely I'm going to go for it. And it felt like he was back after a year in three games back to playing typical Harrison Smith type of stuff. So yeah. I think it just it, having a little bit better uh, defensive power there with Davenport made the defense have a little bit more uh they covered a little bit more and and allowed for the the d line to get there we didn't just try to get there with blitzes we did cover a little bit more and we were able to get there with the defensive line when we haven't been able to all year yeah i don't disagree yeah my uh tony did you have anything you wanted to add there no, I don't. I, I thought that was all, all. I agree with everything that you said. I mean, I thought Harrison Smith Perfect. looked amped up. I thought that yeah. defense just looked. I mean, I, I think the optimal word there that you used, Mike, is energized. I mean, they looked like they had an edge, especially in the in the second half. But, you know, I mean, there were moments, obviously, in the first half. But overall, again, the defense, they look they look like they're out to lay a hit on somebody. I, I know that you were a little like, yeah, with the Caleb Evans, I, you know, I mean, I, I think I know he had the one penalty, but that was more of a savvy vet move there. If you actually watch the, the replay, which by the way, can I just say this? Um, I know it's two Oh and three teams, but boy, uh, we definitely got the, uh, collective Owen six broadcast crew today <laughs> like i'm like what is this, this these number guys are- 21 with the deflection <laughs> yeah i mean because and the reason why I, it reminded me to bring that up was that play in particular where he got pi there while i understand why he got pi because it looked like he should have gotten pi 
that was more of a savvy vet move where he had his arm in there and the receiver actually pulled him in to him. So it was, he was creating the PI. Um, I'm not going to obviously get on a Caleb Evans last week for the fluky, almost get an interception, bounce off my helmet into the guy's arms. I mean, that's like, you do that a hundred times. The guy probably it's an incompletion 98 times. Right. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. I'd say for the most part, well, I'm not saying he's going to be like, you know, the next Revis Island. I've been pretty happy with Dave Evans so far, at least from what we expected. I think most of us expected like, hey, he might be able to like be serviceable. I think there have been moments where he's been more than serviceable. Um, and he's had to go up against some pretty tough receivers, um, especially like that, that uh, Buccaneers game. I mean, you choose. He's either going to go against Chris Godwin or Mike Evans. Neither one of those are going to be easy matchups. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah. Or last I mean, week with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams uh, it, before the injury. Exactly. And he's the one that broke uh, Mike Williams' leg. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he did. He just Nancy Kerrigan it. I don't know if you saw that, but uh, <laughs> he didn't do that. I'm RIP in peace. Yeah, that's right. Um, now playing corner tanya harding um <laughs> why yeah <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah it was so anyway i'm not out on evans i i think the person that you did mention though who is maybe underperforming where i thought they'd be is a little bit of murphy the last two weeks obviously we don't need to talk about the keenan allen game but today again you know it's like I understand Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is a heck of a receiver and he's a very crafty veteran. Uh, you know, who's he got this week? DJ Chark. Like, I mean, you know, uh, Adam Thielen and I, and I know we all love Adam, but uh, that was another thing with the announcers today. Cause they just shut up about the Thielen thing. They were really missing. They've really been missing Adam Thielen. I'm just like, no, we haven't. <laughs> Not we've been missing. Just our, like we've been missing right Dalvin cook. Oh my goodness! Maybe in the community uh, we're missing him because he has a great golf outing. Yeah, I that's true. Yeah. That's true. And he seems like a great guy. Yeah. But as far as his play on the field, now did you I, see him at the end of the game? By the way, he was going up to the referee saying, "That is uh, intentional grounding. He didn't. He wasn't outside the pocket. He wanted to win so bad. He yeah. wanted to beat the Vikings so badly. I was saying he should have just went down, like." Right when, right when he takes the snap, why don't you go down? Why do you even throw it? Well, you know? we don't trust him to knee. move. We don't trust him to move. Well, we, well, we trusted him to move outside the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say this. I was a little... I know Kevin O'Connell probably told him to throw it out of bounds, but I'm just saying, like... I was if waiting I'm, If for I'm that. the coach, if I'm the coach in that situation, I'm telling my quarterback, take the, take the snap, drop back a couple of steps... Make sure clock's at zeros. Take a knee. Give yourself up. Yeah, well, I was a little worried about what was going to happen there at the end. Not that, that they were going to, like, make a mistake with the play, uh, meaning, like, you know, there was going to be an interception or fumble. But my worry was, and this you is just been. me. Not, I mean, I, I guess I've, I've always been under the impression, and uh, this is where I got a little lesson today, uh, that the game can't end on a turnover of down on down, like, like on like possession, because to me, that's where I was like, mm, like, I don't, <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? Because technically we turn it over on downs. Yeah. Well, uh, clearly, cause the game was over, but, um, <laughs> that, but that's why I was like, what are we doing? Like, I didn't, and, uh, boy, I was just waiting for that. And I'm glad I was proven wrong. Cause you, could you imagine that would have been, no, we didn't, we decided not to punt. We just gave him the ball at the 25 or something like that. Yeah. Oh, oh no, my goodness. No, thankfully, thankfully that's not true. Um, it's, uh, anyway, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to stay out of politics. I was going to go in a political direction, <laughs> Oh, but, uh, a lot of people are I'll save, about I'll save that for our, uh, post show conversation. <laughs> A lot of people are saying that's uh, illegal. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> uh, but uh, yes, the uh, Vikings get the first win of the season, twenty-one to thirteen over the Panthers. 
Um, anything else that anybody wants to talk about before uh, we get into our game balls here? Um, no, I think, I mean, I'm good. I'm excited about uh, getting a dub finally, one and three. And um, I know we'll talk about it later in the week, but it's going to be a tough matchup on uh, <laughs> uh, Sunday where the KC game is going to be going to be a wild one but for now we get to revel in the win so we get to revel in steggy with his uh that's right self well, wasn't self, me. Uh, i didn't do that oh you didn't do that nope, that's, not his, me. Uh, that's nope. his handler his handler yeah. is, out there doing is that it. your is that your wife or is it your son or your daughter know. that's a lot of people are saying <laughs> i'm not i didn't say it a lot of people are saying nope. it that's right uh <laughs> oh man yeah that's uh all hail steggy wow yeah. i wonder how much money you paid someone to do that for you but uh <laughs> it was a it was a 100th of a bitcoin that's I'm right kidding. a small loan a of a million dollars it's three thousand dogecoins <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, uh, let's get to game balls here, gentlemen. Um, I'm going to go first, uh, because I like to budge in from no fair, uh, (laughs) no Bitcoin for you. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and give two game balls today and I'm going to go and give it to number one, Harrison Smith. Got to give it to my boy Harrison Smith. Uh, it's the only jersey I have, even though I don't know where it is. Uh, that's another story. Anyways, um, Harrison Smith, um, one of my game balls. And my other game ball, you know what? I'm going to go with Marcus Davenport. Give it to Marcus Davenport. Um, okay. I'll, I'll let somebody get uh, DJ Wanham. Um, but uh, those are my two game balls today. JJ played pretty well. Um Two touchdowns, obviously, but uh, was under 100 yards today for the first time. Um, but I also think that was partly game flow. Uh, he could have probably broken 100 yards if the Vikings needed him to uh, anyways. But all right, uh, let's go to Tony. What do you got for your game ball? Or game balls, I should say. I'll go. Uh, I'll do the two-piece. I'll take the low-hanging fruit, but then I think I got one that maybe, maybe somebody else wasn't going to take. Um, so... Yeah, of course, we got to give Wanham at least one, right? Because, I mean, you know, he he did the scoop and score, baby. I mean, that that certainly turned the game around. Um, yeah. Got us, got got me uh, out of the bikini with the kitchen knives. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, so Wanham gets one of my game balls. Thank the Lord. Second game ball for me goes to Cam Akers. Um, yeah. I thought, I thought that Cam Akers came in and looked uh, serviceable. And, and you know what? Look, this is the thing, guys. I think we saw a little bit more of a motivated Madison because of it. Mm. So those two guys. So that's why he's it. been so good the last two weeks. Huh? I'm just saying, you know, you know, iron uh, sharpens iron, right? You know, so that's these right. Guys pushing each other, I think is going to help this run game. And look, that's two weeks in a row now where this run game has looked uh, at least improved over the you know first two weeks. So Cam Akers, yeah. want them. There you go. Absolutely. Mike, who you got? Well, uh, you guys covered everybody I even wrote down. My my first were Marcus Davenport and Harrison Smith. You took them, and then I'm like, I think I'm going to go with Cam Akers. And then <laughs> uh, but well, I think it's... the other running back, why don't you? Well, I won't yet. He has to earn my trust back. I gave him right. props week one, and then he just looked like crap for two weeks or whatever. I don't know what happened, but it, he's got to earn it. And early in the game, Madison looked like he was going to fumble it again, trying to yeah. get that one extra yard while he's going down. And I'm like, come on, stop giving him the ball. Uh, and I know he's good, but yeah. I think overall, it's just the run game, offensive line, the run game. They're getting a push off of the line. They trust that their backs are going to hit the hole. So they're giving more effort. It happens all the time, every single week in the NFL. The offensive line, when they feel that their run blocking is hard and physical and you don't want to do it if it's worthless. Every time that running back runs into your butt, you're you're like, why do I even do this? Oh, it's it's Madison back there or whoever back there. I'm not going to try because he's not going to make it worth 
anything for me. So I'm going the O-line in the run game. Uh, pass, pass games was a little rough, pass protection, but O-line, I'll give it to him in the run game. It was in the past two weeks have been really good. Um, and I, I got to go Harrison Smith still. So he gets two game balls. You can't two game balls. pass All him right. up. Yep. I think he really changed changed that that young defensive backfield. He he showed them how to play the game today, and I think they'll they'll it'll it'll rub off onto them, and uh, it's it'll be a good thing. Yeah. Well, and I'd say bonus game ball uh, for maybe all of us here at the Skull Podcast goes to all the Vikings fans that showed up in Charlotte. Yeah. That was awesome. Owen oh, three. Awesome. Owen three ball club and we're still traveling well. So I would well, say I bet I bet most of those people already bought their tickets before the season, but still they showed up. <laughs> <laughs> like they bought them today. You're right. You're like, you know what? I, they bought them at halftime. They showed yeah. up. They got them scalped cheapos uh, at halftime. They showed up for the second half. That's for right. T- the the changing of the tide for the entire season. Um, there you go. As we know, big Super Bowl bound now, tides. baby. Super Bowl <laughs> bound. Skull to the bowl, as JJ Vikings said. Skull to the bowl. Skull to the bowl. Um, Soda six one two. By the way, he chimed in a little while ago. This has been a while ago, but um, we will beat the Chiefs next week. So before we uh, before we end here, obviously we'll try and have a Chiefs preview, which we need to try and find a guest for, hopefully. But uh, Tony, are you buying this? Are you buying or selling? Let's play that game. Buy, selling, or I don't know. What's the third thing? Bargaining. Another thing. <laughs> yeah. Bargaining. Yeah. There's like, there's like three things. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. are you buying or selling this idea that we're going to beat the Chiefs? Uh, I mean, if I'm, if I'm, uh, if I'm paying with my heart, then uh then i i buy it because you know it's any given sunday it's at us bank stadium if i'm buying with actual money um yeah i'm sorry because <laughs> uh, the just the vikings have shown me no reason to think that they wouldn't lose against kansas city now that doesn't mean that they have to lose against kansas city keep in mind everybody and their mom and taylor swift is going to think that we are going to lose to Kansas City on Sunday. In a lot of ways, as talented as the Vikings are, and how eh, Kansas City's kind of looked at times already this season. I mean, obviously they've had some some good games, but against some bad teams, um, this is a little bit of a trap game for Kansas City if they're not careful. So could we win? Of course we could. Um, do I expect us to win? Probably not. But um, I've seen much crazier things happen. So you're telling me there's a chance. All right, Mike, are you buying or selling it? Uh, as I, the self-proclaimed most optimistic of the group, uh, it's an easy win for us. I mean, <laughs> All right. I, I don't know what you guys are. Okay. I don't know if you weren't really paying attention to the second half uh, of this game, but that was, as I said earlier, the turning of the tides. And we're going to ride that momentum. We just needed to overcome some of those things that we've been uh, hampered with. Today, we had multiple turnovers, multiple uh, important penalties that we finally overcame. And that gets the monkey off of all 53 of them out there on the field and all the dozens of coaches there. And we're going back to the bank. And uh, we're gonna put it to them. We're we're riding the wave. The original, right it may the be original the, bank. The original bank. <laughs> that wave may only be this big right now, but it's gonna it's gonna build over time and be a huge wave. Yep, that's my that's my take. The hugest wave. It's gonna um, be a tsunami, baby. So so you're you're buying it? Is that is that what oh, I'm yeah. Getting? Yeah. You're buying uh, it? Yeah. Sight unseen. I'll purchase that sucker. <laughs> not happening i'm selling it <laughs> true vikings fan right here baby uh, well i think we're we're good representation they'll, they'll probably they'll probably they'll probably make it close tony just just for 
just for the sake of us, you know, like uh, like today, having to make it close just to give us hope and uh, screw it up in the end. But anyways. Well, we got to we I think we covered all the bases. Carson is absolute. No, there's me who's kind of like probably not, but maybe. And uh, and Mike's like, yeah, like who the Vikings Swifties who (laughs) the Vikings have not proven to me that they can take care of the ball. Therefore, until they do, I am not going to believe they can. So um four games in like oh well you know it'll turn around this luck is gonna turn around for the turnovers yes we overcame it today but when you go to a kansas city when you play a kansas city team even at home we saw vikings turn it over at home even in two games so i'm gonna say kansas city is gonna take advantage of those turnovers and by the way chris jones is a beast, is an absolute beast for that defense. So um, I, uh, I, think, uh, I think he's going to really give the offensive line and that interior a really rough time. But Well, uh, this is what I'll say. And all joking aside on this one, Carson, as, as much as uh, I was really, really worried about that um, Philadelphia line, and as much as I know we still lost that game, <laughs> um, they did better than I thought they would. So, um, you know, and that's about as good as a line as you're going to face right there with Philly. Yeah. So if we held up long enough where we gave ourselves a shot, that's all I'm saying. That's all, but, that's all I'm saying. But I will say Chris Jones is better than any defensive lineman Philadelphia has. I'm sorry. As good as their defensive line is as a whole, Chris Jones is better than any of those guys. Chris, Chris I, Jones, I believe that. Chris Jones can't do. He's Dave Thomas from Wendy's. <laughs> Whoa! I, I don't even know what that means. I'm gonna yeah, copy. I'm gonna, to that out. I'm gonna record <laughs> this clip and I'm gonna at Chris Jones on Twitter, and he's gonna tear Kirk Cousins' head that's, off next week. That's right. <laughs> All because of me. I'm not Dave Thomas. We say actually hear him say it on the field. <laughs> I'm Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not a Frosty. Yes, you are. Yes, yes you, you are. are. It does look like a Frosty. Mm-hmm. I love Frosties. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, they have a pumpkin man. spice one. It's delicious. Oh, gross. Oh, come on. <laughs> I love love the total 180. It's delicious. Uh, Ah, gross. You're not a pumpkin spice person, huh? Absolutely not. Nobody is until they get brainwashed in the fall to thinking this is what I should be drinking. Yeah, no, I want all my food to taste like a Gordon. That's, that's, (laughs) yeah. He's not a white girl, so I am, but uh... I'm a basic, (laughs) you know. (laughs) No, I do like. Uh, I do like, uh, the pumpkin spice, but only like the real staple pumpkin spice thing. So I like pumpkin pie because it's just, I'm fat. And then I like, uh, (laughs) pumpkin spice, like coffee, you know, like that's cool. But I see pretty much anything else that's just too gross for me. Like I saw pumpkin spice toothpaste the other day. Oh. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's get out of here. If if yeah. toothpaste tastes any different than it normally does, like even bubble gum, ugh, get out of here. Yeah, or strawberry. What is this? Yeah. 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 No, I'm I'm with you. Tune in next week for more toothpaste takes on the Skull Purple Podcast. You guys ever wonder how they get the the stripes to be separate? Coming out, you can squeeze the crap out of that tube, but it comes out together. Yeah, a lot of preservatives, baby. I don't know. It's magic. Some people say they like to keep them separate. I'm not saying. Just a lot of people. Okay. All right. All right. I think we better stop while we're behind here. Um, All right, everybody. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to the Skull Purple Podcast. Uh, Please like this video if you enjoyed this content. Subscribe and give us your thoughts about the Vikings. Uh, Where's your SkullCon ranking after this one? Um, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay at a two. I had it at a two. I'm staying at a two. Um, I don't know what you guys think on this, but I'm staying at a two. 
Uh, the sky is falling. Yeah, he's trying to hide. Trying to hide, Mike. No, I, I have the camera right in the way. I oh, could have just oh, got you. I could have just picked this up and moved it, but I'm an idiot. <laughs> Everyone is dead. The sky is falling, starting to fall apart. Everything will be okay. Low state of concern. This is based off DEFCON. If you missed our video on that earlier this week, but uh, so I'm still at a two. How about you guys? I'm a I'm a five. Wow. Yeah. No, everything's fine. Everything's I'm gonna fine. St- I'm going to stay at a three. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to stay. It. At a it's a young season. It's one game longer than ever. Uh, so. See, see, here's why I'm at a two. I'm at a two because I still don't think this team is going anywhere. Like, and to me, if you're not going anywhere, sell the farm. So why farm. aren't you DEFCON or Skull One? Because I do have confidence in what in Justin <laughs> Jefferson. <laughs> and that is it. <laughs> if we didn't have Justin Jefferson, it'd probably be a one. Yeah, I, I'm but, sticking at three just because uh kind of for the same reasons that you're there, Carson. It's just until we get to a point where because see the the measure for me of success this year was never the Super Bowl. I mean, obviously, I would love for us to get to the Super Bowl every year. That's what you want. But um, realistically, and I mean this, like for me, it was playoffs again. So until I can see a pretty clear path, not that like it's a lock, just like until I can see a clear path to the playoffs, um, I'm going to stay at three, which is basically like things are not looking great, guys. Um, Now, if they beat, Kansas City and all of a sudden we can be two and three then I'm probably gonna push myself back to four because you know it takes I mean that's a pretty big momentum swing and uh you know if you can get back to 500 I mean just things things can happen and uh as Mike already said we're still relatively early in the season so you you gotta you know the evidence tells me that's why I'm sticking at three evidence tells me three, but I'm willing to move depending on what this team can do. Yeah, no, I I'm there with you. And if they beat Kansas city, I will go down to a three. Yes, I will go down to a three. I'm, I'm not totally, uh, not totally. I would probably be four right now. If everything is going to be okay, didn't still sound so negative. Because that's typically, that's typically something, or everything will be okay. It sounds like somebody who really doesn't believe that, you know, everything's gonna be okay. It's like the sarcasm. dog in the, it's the dog in the burning house, right? You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. everything is fine. Exactly, everything yeah. is fine. So I'm, I'm not all the way at a five. I'm a four and a half, just because I'm reading school school four school con four differently than probably most people. Con four. Mm. Well, I can't, well, get, the I can't way get that I... right in my head. The way I explained it on on our short video was it's like, eh, you know, there's there's maybe one or two things that, you know, eh, it's all right. You know, everything will be OK. You know, one or two things that could be cleaned up. But, you know, everything will be all right. You know, um, yeah, like I'd still, say, doesn't, still doesn't I'd feel like confident. It, it, no. Right. Right. Okay. It's, it's that's why it's not supposed to be total confidence. Like there's like, yeah. You know, I'd say for, could start to unravel if things, you know, anyways, if ahead, we want to have like a control, so like a control measure for context, I would say for most of last year, I would have been at like a four Um, because as much as it would have been like, yeah, this team is we're, we're winning games. So like, that's awesome. There was always that tinge of like, yeah, but we're really like eking by <laughs> like, you know, when if when is the sky gonna fall because it feels like we're just riding that edge so i think that's why if i would have done this last year it probably would have been more of a four which is like everything's fine meaning we're winning games and we're gonna make the playoffs but i've got a little again a little demon over here that's telling me hey you remember all those one score wins and i'm like shut up and then the other one says what about dvoa and i just you know Hey, hey hey tony Hey, hey, Tony, Tony. <laughs> is it like that? Is that yeah, what the a little bit. Like? Yeah. yeah. 
hey, 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 Tony, you remember that? You remember that? <laughs> yeah, except but, but because I'm a fat guy, it's actually the little Caesars guy that's on my shoulder. <laughs> pizza, pizza. Yeah, and he's just like, dude, and he keeps keeps flapping those pizzas. So I can't be mad at him too much. Yeah. <laughs> and then who's on the other on the other side? Is it uh, is it the uh, is it Colonel Sanders on the other side or? Tim Tebow. <laughs> yeah, it's Tim actually Tebow. Dave. It's actually Dave Thomas. That's what it is. Yeah, there you go. There That's who was go. talking to me earlier. Tell him, tell him, Jones is like me. And then I did. And didn't make any sense, but we rolled with it. Oh, there you go. There you go. Well, gentlemen, um, thanks for joining me, everybody. Like I said, go ahead and rate your SkullCon. Also, it's in the community tab if you want to comment um, on that there you can do it there or you can do it here your skullcon rating for the vikings after they improve to one and three great timing i thought i was gonna get away very nice one and sneeze (laughs) one and sneeze uh perfect ending uh to (laughs) the show today i don't know how you time that so perfectly i know right I know. I was I was hoping to take another minute of no sneezes, but here we are. So, all right. Thanks everybody for watching, and as always, skull, skull, skull.